Welcome to episode 7 and if you're new here, I talk about myself. This is like a vlog or a personal blog but just audio, a log, audio log or whatever cheesy name you can come up with but pretty much it is unscripted and it's real life here. I talk about things that have happened or are currently happening in my life and how the gospel helps me to just keep it all together and keep going pretty much. So I appreciate all who are returning and I appreciate new listeners as well. Always feel free to send me an email if you want um, telling me about your experiences and you know if you can relate to anything that I'm talking about here or if I'm just rambling on and it's meaningless. Also consider liking or rating this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so that others can find it if you think it will help them or you can just send it to them you know if you think that something that I said may resonate or may they may find it useful. I'm without earphones today, so I'm really unsure about the quality of this episode, how it will turn out, but hoping for the best. This week, I had a conversation with a 20-something, and they told me that if they had an opportunity to buy um, a BMW and sell it back the following year, they would. They would just find the money and figure out how to eat after that and buy it. And if they need to, sell it back the following year. Now, I'm saying this not from a place of judgment because the interesting thing is I asked, okay, why? And they said, well, you know, because riding in a BMW is an experience. So life is about experiences and they would jump on that. So it got me thinking about life and experiences and the things that I value. And I thought about, well, family. Family family is who I value. That's what I value. I value family. I do value experiences. But my experiences are more linked to the people in my life that I care about. So I guess that's where it differs I'm not opposed to buying a BMW or people who buy BMWs. They're fabulous. But that experience wouldn't be mine. I would probably take that money and for the deposit and probably buy some other experience, like maybe a travel experience or maybe a dining experience or maybe just an activity that we could all do together where <laughs> we can have fun, I don't know, memories, a lot of pictures, hopefully artifacts after, that would be great. And, you know, it just got me thinking about those things. And interestingly enough, my this year is a milestone birthday for my mother. We share birthdays. But I was really thinking about, wow, you know, she's been through a lot. And she's going to be 70 next month. And I just want to do something really special for her. So 
that was even one of the things about experiences and I was thinking about bandwidth and realizing that wow you know if I spend a lot of my time and energy feeding other things that I don't really care that much for or um, things like maybe my job um, which it's really just a means to an end right because I work so that I can earn money so that I can fuel my passion and hobby and um, things that really light me up and so that I can make sure that I can afford the necessities in life and of course in the end have the means to create the experiences that I that I cherish with the people that I cherish so I thought about that a bit this is an aside but because I have no earphones I will not really be editing this podcast so you may have periods of long pauses and some ramblings that I probably will not cut out but I guess it's part of the authenticity of and the unscripted nature of this podcast series yeah so I started thinking a lot about experiences and value creation and I mean at work you're expected to create value for the company that you work for right so okay sure but what about in my own life am I creating value for myself am I creating value for the people that I really care about am I creating value for I guess a wider audience or I don't know possibly future children that I may or may not have I don't know and I realized that I think I am low on bandwidth and things kind of need to be reassessed and realigned. So I do love this period right now. You know, this is the end of November and going, well, into this season, right? The last quarter of the year. I find it to be very reflective. It's almost like a reset period for me. I never realized it until, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago. I realized that oh, this really is a reset period for me. That I start um, being very reflective of like goals that I set out for the year. Or um, also how I can... Um, still achieve some things for this year that I set out to achieve or kind of reflective on the phase of life that I'm in or I guess because my birthday is pretty much the end of the year I tend to be very reflective and think about you know things that you want to accomplish before you turn x age right so I'm in my 30s now and 
because society told me that I need to pretty much be a billionaire by 25 and that did not happen um you know then there's this um thought of wow you're just a waste of space in life you know (laughs) it's not true it really isn't true but I mean sometimes you try stuff and you fail at it or it doesn't turn out the way that you expect it to turn out and that definitely has been true for me so I've been very reflective over this period um you know I got married it didn't work out I mean I didn't get married this year but I got married in my 20s and it didn't work out and you know I think okay I'm in my 30s now I probably would have been on like my what third child maybe I don't know but I'm currently at zero (laughs) Not to sound super cliche about this, but the important thing isn't, or well, no, scratch that. The destination is very important. You want to make sure that you're going exactly where you need to go. However, the emphasis can't just be on the destination, the journey is equally as important because sometimes like if you're taking a flight right an international flight sometimes you end up having to connect um one two maybe even three times depending on where you're going right and so in those moments the Yes, the destination is important. The final destination is important. But you also have to think about the actual journey. Okay, we're stopping here, and then we're stopping here, and then maybe stopping there, right? What you're going to be doing in between, all of that stuff. If you're taking a road trip that's hours long or could be even days, you want to think about your stops because you have to stop along the way. And that's kind of... The vibe for now, it sounds, here's the thing, here's the thing about me. I think that a lot of people say a lot of textbook things, like you read stuff in an article and it sounds so amazing, like yeah, you just think positively or yeah, it's not about the destination, it's really about the journey and blah, 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 right? I'm not discounting those things that are said. They're absolutely great advice. However, things don't really penetrate or hit home as much until you've tested and proven them yourself. So think about the gospel, especially if you um, were pretty much grown up in the church. Your parents kept telling you that, oh, you know, the church is true and everything else, you know, that, you know, we have a living prophet. Joseph Smith was a prophet. He restored um, the church of Jesus Christ, all of those things. And you hear it and you think, yeah, that's great. Of course. But then oftentimes you don't really cement your testimony until 
you go through a trial yourself and you really have to dig deep and ask Heavenly Father, is this really true? Because I'm right now going through an existential crisis and I need to know. So it's the same thing. Yeah, mm, the journey it's it's not about the the destination it's the journey yeah it sounds cliche and i mean i think we've all heard this from like birth but i can say you know having gone through certain experiences it really is hard to focus on the journey but it is important to focus on the journey as well as the destination. So you keep your eye on the destination, but you still enjoy the journey. It's kind of like mortality. Your eye is on receiving that eternal glory, that, you know, that salvation, right? But you still have to go through mortality with its trials, with its ups and downs, And you can't just, we talk about the straight and narrow path, yes, but you can't just walk along the path carefree and um, being unbothered by things because then you really wouldn't be human. You have feelings, you're going to feel joy and happiness, sorrow and grief and pain and... um, overwhelm and anxiety and you know but you're also going to feel excitement and thrill and happiness peace all of those things are combined in our mortal experience and it's because of that um i realize it is very important to be intentional about your energy, your time, your efforts. So, okay, we have to work. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have, it's not the majority. You have the few that don't necessarily work a typical nine to five. Um, and I'm not knocking that at all because, I mean, psh- I didn't always work a typical nine to five and I endeavor to go back to not working a typical nine to five, but sometimes you work a nine to nine, you know, (laughs) in, in in, in an attempt to not have to work a nine to five. Um, but the point I'm making is sometimes even though that is there, like there, there, you have to do stuff to ensure your survival but is there a way to change that narrative in a way reframe it like okay you only get this to this of me or you only get so much of me I'm going to spend the other waking moments trying to plan out trips with my family or try to pursue a hobby like right now I'm actually 
about to embark on a very terrifying experience for me. I am completely not domesticated in any way, shape or form. And I am going to attempt to learn how to crochet from my mother because she knows how to crochet. And I saw these fabulous things on Instagram where they're, um, it was on Instagram, I think. And I think I saw a couple of TikToks where there were some, I think there was like two or three Malaysian girls who did, oh my goodness, the things that they make, it's amazing. Like they're making all these outfits out of, um, you know, by through crocheting. And I mean, yeah, you know, based on church standards, I may not be able to wear a crop top, but at the same time, I can still crochet stuff that look amazing and it can even be done in such a way where it's tightly, you know, it's tightly woven together so that it's not like these gigantic holes because, you know, I want to actually wear it as a top. They have these cute um, sweater jacket things. I don't know. It looks so cute. Like if you're going to, instead of me, paying money to buy a nice professional jacket for the office I could crochet one like they look amazing you know even though I don't really go in the office I work remotely but you know sometimes you want to sometimes you want to just dress up and look cute or maybe something cute to go out with or something but I want to find time to be able to do that there's some uh home Renault type of things that I don't know how to do at all but there's some upgrades that need to be done and instead of probably spending a ton of money trying to pay someone to do it because right now I can't afford that anyways what are some low budget upgrades that I can do with the things that I have and where it costs me not that much you know I've been watching a lot of um interior design and DIY design videos and stuff on YouTube and stuff and I want to be able to do those things I want to plan a trip with my folks where we get to do make some some stops the next time that we have to um visit another family member go somewhere in the country want to be able to do stuff together and yeah you know my partner right now he kind of pointed that out that you know we definitely need to find some time to create meaningful experiences for our loved ones yeah, so those are the things that I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to creating a really wonderful experience for my mother. Even though we share the same birthday, that would be an amazing gift to me to be able to give her an amazing experience for her birthday. And it will take some work because, you know, um, with her cancer treatments and everything she there she has like dietary restrictions and um um because she has a very vulnerable immune system 
um, she has to still be a little limited because she can't afford to get any viruses or infections and things like that. So have to be very careful about the amount of people she's exposed to and all those kind of things. So it will take a lot of planning, but I'm excited about it. I really do want to plan. Something I was thinking about today was um, the scripture in Mosiah somewhere. Don't bash me. I don't know how to quote scriptures properly, but I read them, I promise. Um, somewhere in Mosiah, it talks about when ye are in the service of your fellow beings, you are ye are in the service of your God, right? I'm sure I butchered that, but I think we all know that scripture. And I really thought about it. The Savior, he talked a lot about service. And he he led by example. He served so many people, right? So many people in his um, in his short ministry here on this earth, he really was the exemplar. And I was thinking about that, how their times were so eager to serve others like, oh, okay, there is um, someone's house. No, like there was a hurricane or a storm or something and... We're so quick to give supplies to those people, give them food and everything. and Or there's a shelter and, oh, they need um, supplies or something or going to serve the, the homeless at a sh- homeless shelter or doing a food drive and things like that. And those are very, very admirable, um, you know, uses of service. Like, I commend anyone not that you need my commendation but I respect anyone that does that right I do enjoy service too or you know maybe we donate to the humanitarian fund or even some other organizations that we we are passionate about and that is also great but then I wonder sometimes the people who are directly in our lives the people that we see every day or every week or who depend on us or they're in our immediate proximity are we really serving them in the way that they need to be served so i see my parents every day and i really do try to talk to them or you know say hi and just be a presence but at the same time i know that Work takes a lot of energy out of me. And then I'm also trying to, and also trying to find time for, you know, other people that I care about and everything. But at the same time, there's this feeling that there's more that I can do and there's more that I need to do. So because of that, I am actually trying to find ways to be more present and to serve them more fully. The people who are actively in my life, like my parents, um, especially because, you know, they are aging and I love them dearly. And interestingly enough, we're not sealed. 
as a family, my parents are sealed to each other. But at the time when they got sealed, I was not a member of the church. I I didn't want to join the church at that time. And when I became a member of the church, it it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. My husband and I got sealed. But then my parents and I didn't get sealed. And at the time when my parents and I could go to the temple together, I could not go to the temple at that time. And then the pandemic hit. So that kind of sucked. Yeah. So that's definitely something that I want to do. I, I want to be able, I hope I'll be able to go with them to the temple to get sealed as a family. I know right now my mom has that travel restriction, so I'm not even sure how that's going to work, but hopefully it will work out, right? But at least for the meantime, I really do want to spend more meaningful time with them, and it's just been something that's gnawing at me. And if you know anything about personal revelation and promptings and things like that, you know how the Lord speaks to you. And if I'm getting that feeling, I know he's trying to tell me that, you know, you need to do stuff. You need you need to, I don't know what you need to do, but you need to move things around so that you can spend more time with your folks. So that's something that I'm actively trying to do. Uh, it's not easy because you're trying to, I mean, I'm trying to get my life together pretty much. Um apparently all these memes and stuff that are out there are saying that millennials are just a broken this broken generation and that gen z has everything together i don't know how i feel about that i mean they still have not experienced life but you know hey we all have different experiences um so i'm really just trying to get my life together pretty much and but at the same time as i said i don't want to neglect my reason for being my value system is my family and so what what will it be worth if i have everything that i ever wanted and i didn't get to spend the time that i wanted with the people that i really cared about you know what i mean so I've just been kind of reflective of that. I don't know if it's the 30s that's just making this happen, but I've just been really reflected about that. You know, we're all going to die sometime. So I want to make the most of it, you know, but not. I want to be intentional about the way that I live my life. I'm not perfect. I make so many mistakes on a daily basis. I am sure that I watch and listen to things that are not 100% church appropriate. But I try. I do try. I mean, I don't want to listen and watch everything that's only rated G, right? But it's is it really my fault that PG stuff now kind of have some things in there that back in the day when it's PG it wouldn't have that, you know? I don't know. But I do try. And... It's not like everybody that I hang around are people who are completely 
church in the church and they do everything upright and they're obeying the word of wisdom and the law of chastity and all of those things like I they're so far and few where I am that that would have been unrealistic but I do try and I try to be an example I try not to judge others because of what they do I just share what I do if they ask without being overbearing and there are certain activities that they engage in that I will just say no to and they ask why well it's because of my church and then we get into this whole talk about it and it's hope sometimes it ends up respectful like well you know that's just what I believe and they're respectful of that and then they'll you know won't offer me alcohol or won't invite me to certain things or if they want me to really come to something they'll make sure that it's appropriate and things like that or it's not held on a Sunday um you know whatever but that's not always the case of course so and those times it's okay it's just I just have to pass right I just have to stand firm as best as I can and I really do I do try um because I know what it's like not being able to partake of the sacrament for an extended period and it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good I know what it's like having to go to the bishop and confess things that you really wish you didn't have to say because it just feels really embarrassing and stuff but I've done it anyways because I know that I am better off when I do and if there's anyone out there listening that have things like that that you're dealing with um, I encourage you to take that stand stand up for righteousness it will help you to sleep better at nights. You may lose some friends. You may feel alone. But surprisingly, there is a peace that comes with it. And I can only say that that is the peace that comes from the Savior. It's hella scary going to the bishop's office. See, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that. I'm pretty sure... People are going to come at me for saying that word. But anyways, um, it's really scary going to the bishop's office to confess, uh, you know, but it's not it's not about them judging you, really. It's just you being able to get something off your chest and you get to start clean. It's weird. I don't know how it works, but if you are genuinely sorrowful about whatever it is no matter how bad you think it is I know that you will feel a million times better talking with the bishop and getting on that corrective path because there's a peace that comes that can't be explained I can definitely say that no, having to do that more than once 
Um, but this time for a really extended period, I I don't think there's any way that I'll allow myself to fall back like that again. Because it it really did not feel good being able to hold a worthy hold a temper recommend. It did not feel good not being able to um take partake of the sacrament and things like that. Um and no I feel like there is hope and even though life is still hard and it still has really sucky moments in it. There is a peace. There is a hope. There is a light at the end of the tunnel that I can see. Even though I'm climbing through some you know, financial struggles and all of those things and um, just trying to, I don't know, get... you know going through going through this whole divorce process and all of those things and hopes and dreams shattered that i thought i would have realized by now i oh my goodness not sure if you could hear it but there was someone my neighbor was using a weed whacker or something and it was really starting to interrupt the recording of this episode but hopefully they've paused right now so I'm just continuing all right so yeah I mean life is far from perfect but I have hope and I know that things will work out how they need to work out. It never works out how I want it to work out. That is something I have, have been learning, especially over the past maybe three years. It just never works out how I want it to work out. <laughs> At least not entirely. Sometimes, like just recently, I prayed for something and it happened. I got exactly what I wanted. But then there was another part of it that I didn't want that had I known, I probably would have prayed, please, I don't want that part of it, you know. Um, but I can say that we get exactly what we need in the moment that we need it. And we just have to trust Heavenly Father that he will not give us more than we can bear. And there are times I feel like I can't bear something and I'm like, give it back, give it back. I don't want it. I can't bear it. And he takes it. He does. He really does. I mean, it doesn't go away completely, but at least that excess load that was going to have me, you know, six feet under, it, it got lifted. Um, yeah. So... This podcast episode is a bit erratic. I really don't ever know what I'm going to say until I hit record. But if you stayed until the end, 
what I do want you to take away from this is that life sucks. Life is unfair. But it's also beautiful. And be intentional about the experiences that you create for yourself and that you create for your loved ones. Because that is where the magic is. And I know that Heavenly Father loves us and he created this beautiful world for us to live in and to enjoy amidst all the struggle. So let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. And in the moments when things feel hard, let us call on him. Let us ask Heavenly Father to help us. He gave us the Savior. We need to have him enable us with strength. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.